to remain standing for the reading of God's word. The reading for today is from Psalms 66, verses 1 through 12. I will be reading in French, and the English translation will be on the screen for you to follow. Au chef de cœur cantique song. Posez-vous, Dieu, des cris de joie, vous tous habitants de terre. Chantez sa gloire, honorez-le pour vos louanges. Parlez ainsi à Dieu, que tes actions soient imposantes. Devant ton immense puissance, tes ennemis s'inclinent. Prosternez devant toi, la terre entière entonne un chant à ton honneur et te célèbre. Venez voir ce que Dieu a fait, car ses actions sont imposantes en faveur des humains. La mer change en terre ferme, le fleuve passe à pied sec. Aussi, nous exhortons en lui, car il gouverne pour toujours avec puissance, et ses yeux surveillent le peuple afin que les rebelles ne puissent pas se dresser contre lui. Bénissez notre Dieu au peuple, faites retentir ses louanges, c'est grâce, grâce à lui que nous vivons. Il nous garde de, de la chute. Tu nous as éprouvés, ô oh Dieu, tu nous as jetés au crescent, comme on fait pour l'argent. Tu nous as pris au piège, tu nous as changé de fraudeur. Tu as permis à l'ennemi de, de nous réduire sous son jour. Nous avons traversé le fleuve. Nous avons dû passer par l'eau. Mais tu nous as fait sortir pour nous conduire à l'abondance. This is God's word. Please, you may be seated. Good morning. My name is Juan. I am one of the elders here at Trinity City Church. And as an elder, I get to preach twice a year. So if you don't like my preaching, it's okay. It's just twice, right? <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, thank you for being here this beautiful morning. Uh, let's pray. Thank you, Father, for uh, your church. Thank you for the work that you have done in history, that we, we may gather and celebrate that work of salvation in you. Open our eyes to see that work of salvation again and again and again and again, and never be bored with it, never search for anything else, because there is nothing more beautiful than you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Um, nine years ago, I was um, with some customers in Indiana, and they were telling me all about this fire school in Texas that takes place every single year, and people from all over the, the continent come to this fire school, and uh, it was supposedly really nice, and you know, 
first year they told me about it, I heard about it, they didn't make much of it. Second year, the third year I started talking about it, telling people about it, you know, but you know, it wasn't really uh, something that I was excited about. Um, and it wasn't until I, okay, got into an airplane, went down to Texas, and stepped into the reality of a fire school that I was like, whoa, this is really cool. Look at that water going, you know, thousands of gallons of water going into these uh, fires, and the firefighters are just, you know, uh, in, in a line with a strategy. I was amazed by it to the point that I made a video. Uh, I don't know if we have the video available here, but uh, I just wanted to show you that I went from uh, not caring about it. It's not as simple as that. Okay, and I will explain why. So there is, a, as we can see, a, a, a kind of knowledge that is useful and kind of knowledge that is not as useful. And I want us to focus on the kind of knowledge that involves your emotions. And I have a picture over there, too, of one of the Olympians, if you want to show that one. She's Venezuelan. I got no favoritism, but she's from Venezuela, and she just won the, made the world record on triple jump, on, uh, jump on the athletics. And she's from the, my college town, so I probably, you know, crossed her by sometime, and, you know, but it's, look at her face. She's like, I did it! This is amazing! You might think she's seeing the glory of God, but she's not. She's just seeing the glory of the Olympic medal, right? Um, and I want us, and I think God wants us that we sing, we shout, we praise Him with that kind of amazement and not with that dull, dull heart. heart. Um, so Paul says in Romans 1.21 that Although they know God, they did not honor Him as God or gave thanks to Him. And I was listening to a testimony on the radio this morning about us, the son of a pastor who said, I was around Christianity all my life. I didn't care about it. I knew about it. I heard about it. But I didn't appreciate it. I saw things that were more beautiful as... I'm sure many of you have seen things that are more attractive to you than the gospel at times. Romans 2.15 also, Paul says in Romans 2.15 also that the love of God is written in our hearts, in everybody's hearts, and we are without excuse because our conscience talks to us and we know what we shouldn't do, but we do it anyway. And I'm guilty of that as well. So there is this kind of knowing that is useless, does not lead to life. And there is a kind of knowing that is useful because it leads you to life. So the knowledge that leads to life is the one that I want us to pursue in knowing that we cannot obtain it on our own. Paul says also in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come and the old is gone. So it's the kind of knowledge that sees Christ and sees him more beautiful 
than any sin and chooses him instead of sin. And, uh, well, this is a gift, right? Um, it's also biblical. De different parts of the Bible, um, it tells us that this knowledge that opens the eyes of our hearts to be able to see the beauty of God and be attracted to it, because that's a problem. Demons know God. How many theologians and scholars you know that know this Bible better than you and I or anybody else, and they still twist the truth? So it takes God to enlighten the eyes of our hearts so that we may see his realities as beautiful. Ephesians 1.18, the eyes of, of our hearts are enlightened that we may know. And it's a special kind of knowing, a supernatural knowing that makes God attractive to us. The Son is given. The revelation of the Son is given. And the revelation of the Father is given. The secret of the kingdom of God is given to us. Matthew 16, 17, 12, 27, Luke 8, 10. So, as I said, it's a gift. We can't do anything to obtain it. But... God is merciful, He is faithful, and He has made a covenant with His people that He may give it to them. Jeremiah 32.40 says, I will make them an everlasting covenant, so a covenant that will never end, that I will not turn away from doing good to them. So what better good to us than opening the eyes of our hearts that He may seem as attractive, as beautiful, as he is, and for us to be attracted to his splendor. I will put the fear of me in their hearts. He puts the fear of him in your heart that you may never turn away from him. Now, if he does that for you, does he deserve your praise, your authentic, your heartfelt praise? Or does, does he deserve like, Scrolling in the iPhone, be thou my vision, oh God. What am I going to have for lunch today? You know. Sometimes it happens to me. And that is, that is wrong. But that just tells us how inadequate we are and how patient and merciful and beautiful he is. So how does he seal this covenant? First John 1 John 1.9, uh, sorry, Luke 22.20, this cup that is poured out for you in the new covenant in my blood. So Jesus comes, he dies, so that the promise of the covenant, of opening the eyes of your heart, of seeing him, seeing him as beautiful, so that that promise may become a yes for us. So... If you have felt the beauty of God, if you're in love with God, even if it's not like 100% of the time because we are fallen creatures, right? But if you have felt this, rejoice because you're a miracle. We pray for miracles, you know, all the time, but this is a miracle that we are 
stand, you know, we're sitting here, that we hear his word, that if, we, if there's anything moving in our hearts, when we hear, not my preaching, but his word, you know, his word, that's a miracle. And it's to be celebrated with singing and with praising, with shouting. And if you've never heard or felt that way, then here's a promise for you. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. And I dare to say the unrighteousness that is in our heart, that is preventing us from seeing Him clearly, He just stares Him apart, stares Him apart, and then you start seeing Him clearly. And it's a glorious moment. And it's a glorious thing. So... Now we're ready to read Psalm 66, right? Because you just say shouting, singing, okay, I shout, I sing, so is that, is that legit? You know, is, it, is my sound, my shouting, my singing legitimate? You know, and if it's not, well, how do I get there, you know? Um, knowing that I cannot get there by myself. And if I'm doing it, you know, and, and, and stop doing it for some reason, then come back, you know, he's merciful, he's good. So shout with joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. And you can see his deeds in the breaking in and the opening the eyes of your heart that you may enjoy him. The, the world doesn't enjoy God. The fact that you enjoy God, it's a beautiful, unique, amazing thing. So great is your power that your enemies cring before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praises to you. They sing praise to your name. From Venezuelans to people from Africa, Europe, all the earth sing his praises. Come and see what God has done, <clears throat> how awesome his works in man's behalf. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the water on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. The Red Sea split in two. The passing through the Red Sea to the promised land, which is God himself. And it could be a scary thing, right? Because you got like this walls of water that you can see and if they just fall apart you're, you're drowned but then you go look back and there's the Egyptians that they're coming after you to kill you but it's a matter of trust of trusting God while we go through the waters that are, are being opened for you and trusting Jesus when walking his way as he opened a way for us in the most impossible way. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations that not the rebellious rise up against him. Praise our God, all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. So he'll preserve your gazing, your rejoicing in him. 
It's all his work. There's nothing that we can bring to the table. And that's a beautiful thing because he gets all the glory. For you, O oh God, tested us. You refined us like silver. The goldsmith gets the silver and he puts it through fire until he can see his face reflected on the silver. Christ, God, is doing the same thing with you. And he'll keep doing it until he can see his face reflected in you. Which is what we, cry, we, we, we call Christ-likeness. So if you're not like Christ, there is some fury fires coming your way. So I'm just saying. <laughs> and it's okay because, it, you know, God is good. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance, the abundance of his glory, of his splendor, and we were not bored with it. We rejoiced in it and we shout about it. I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you. Um, I like to see it sometimes as an analogy, like the analogy of the heart. Your heart is a mirror. He's shining with his glory constantly because he's God. And we have our hearts, that mirror is just filled with so much crap. <laughs> That even though his glory is shining, he cannot shine back to him in authentic praise. And it is not until he comes into our heart, he removes all that crap from it, that his shining can reflect back to him in praises, in adoration, in joy. And I pray that he would continue his work in our lives and removing that stuff that's not supposed to be there. I have a video, uh, a last video, I, I won't, but, uh, and um, maybe, maybe it doesn't work? Okay, never mind. It's fine. Um, but I just pray that our shouting and our singing will be as authentic as it can possibly be. Um, and as we become more like Christ, our love for him will be even more intense and imagine when we were not, no longer in this sinful body, that we close our eyes in this life and open it in the next life and see him face to face. How awesome is that going to be? There's no more crap in the heart that wants to get in the middle of the way of the shining, right? So with that, uh, let's pray and uh, thank you. God, we, we, we thank you that you made a covenant with us we praise you that you are so loving that you didn't spare your own son that we may be saved. There is nothing more beautiful than this. There is no Olympic medal that can beat or anything in, that can beat this work that you've done. And, and it's just so amazing. I, want, I, I beg you, Lord, that you would open the eyes of the hearts of everyone in this room and everybody who is listening online that they may rejoice, find the true happiness, which is, the, which is you. You are the true happiness, Lord.
In the Jesus' name, amen.